Hi, my name is Jonathan Labato. And I'm Renee Labato. And this is the Above Average Podcast. Our mission is to create a space for conversations that move us away from settling for an average life on our own and moves us towards a purpose-filled life with Jesus. We may not have all the answers, actually we definitely don't, but we hope by sharing what God teaches us, you can find encouragement to take that next step no matter where you are in life. Thanks for joining us. We hope that you'll stick around. So we see in the movie industry uh, or comic book industry or in the in TV shows, there's this trope of living a double life. Uh, some people I'm thinking of, or characters I'm thinking of, are Superman and Clark Kent, uh, Spider-Man and Peter Parker, Batman and Bruce Wayne, or Hannah Montana and I, I forget. Miley Stewart. My, Miley Stewart. I was going to say Miley Cyrus, even though it is Miley Cyrus, but it's confusing. I digress. So we enjoy these trope, this trope, though, because on, on one end, these characters get to do and we get to witness these extraordinary things that they're doing, which could look like saving the world or protecting their neighborhood or uh, going to do a concert right after school. And on the other end, we get to relate with them because they're trying to live ordinary lives and balance that. And uh, we, we see them go through ordinary things that we go through as regular people and, and we can relate. Uh, but I think the thing about double lives is that uh, in the real world, it's not always as sweet as it looks on TV. Uh, and in the Christian life, living a double life is not something that we should strive for. And today's episode is called Integrity, How to Be a Whole Person in a Broken World. Why are we talking about integrity? Because for us, God has been showing us a lot in this area. For myself, it's been a lot of learning and growing. And, uh, you know, I've been able to do something really cool this summer, which was join a softball team with uh, other Christian men. So it was a Christian league. Uh, and the season started out fine, but I found myself so many times, and it didn't help that we were a losing team. We went 2-17. and 17. But I found myself so many times giving in to the temptation of anger and jealousy and um, bitterness and just thinking uh, things of the other team, uh, think, being upset with the umpire, being upset with my teammates. And there was just so much that I wasn't honoring to God, but to myself. And, and the, the idea of integrity and being a whole person was something that, um, that I, I wasn't exhibiting. And then I think about my commutes uh, into work, and I, I work in a city, and I'm about almost two hours away from work, and there are days where I'm finding myself getting impatient with people, and they're walking too slow, and they don't know where they're going, or this train's too packed, why are there so many people out? And Or even friendships, you know, this idea of, uh, of feeling like I could be a little bit loose with friends because uh, in how I joke, or what I say, or how I behave, because I'm comfortable with them, and so... It's important to recognize why integrity is so important in the Christian walk. And so we hope today we, we, we get to expand on that a little bit more and just build on what God is showing us, but also practical steps that we can take to live out our God-promised um, life of, in, uh, of integrity. There's so much more, but just what, what, what he's showing us in, in, in this area. And so uh, not too long ago, I was doing a Devo and... There was a C.S. Lewis quote that that really hit me because I could relate to it. And it says this, if there are rats in a cellar, you're most likely to see them if you go in very suddenly. But the suddenness does not create the rats. It only prevents them from hiding. In the same way, the suddenness of the provocation does not make me an ill-tempered man. It only shows me what an ill-tempered man I am. And wow, wow, wow. That is like, that hit me so hard uh, because not only... Did I feel like God was showing me all these things through softball, through commuting, through how I behave with my friends? But, um, you know, just also shows like we always have work to do. There's so much that God is wanting to teach us and, and we want it. We, we need to be teachable in those moments. So, um, yeah, that's why we're so excited to talk to you about integrity today. And, and we're just we're just excited to just get into it. Yeah, that quote is so good. It makes me think of um, there's another I don't know if it's a quote or a story and I don't have it to read, but I can try to remember it. Um, but it's basically like if you get bumped into when you're holding a cup of coffee and you spill coffee on your shirt, like why did you spill coffee on your shirt? Not because you got bumped into, but because you had coffee in your cup. I'm thinking about that um, 
Uh, you think about the screaming guy from Friends? Yeah. What's yeah. in the cup, Ross? Hot coffee? Anyways, <laughs> Ben Stiller. Um, but yeah, it just sh- like you. Yes, you got bumped, but like it. You didn't spill water on your shirt because you didn't have water in your cup. You had coffee in your cup. So, like, the getting, like, hit by somebody reveals what was already inside your cup. So, like, getting um, put in a frustrating situation reveals what is already in your heart. Like, mm-hmm. you're you're not exhibiting frustration or anger on the softball field because of what's happening yep. around you. You're exhibiting frustration and anger on the softball field because you have frustration and anger in your heart. Right. And even though it's a, not to pick on you, but just to use your example, even though it's a Christian league, you know, you would think that, okay, like I would, you know, try to exhibit Christian values because it's a Christian league, which of course, like you are trying to, but there's just moments where you're tempted to like walk away from that and, and give in to more of what the, your, you know, sinful parts of your heart want to feel right? and, um, and kind of reject the the values that you're supposed to be representing. And that's that like mismatch of like, I'm, or when you're commuting in the city and you have like a Jesus fish on your backpack, but then you like, you know, get frustrated at somebody or whatever. It's like a mismatch of like what I say I'm representing and what I'm actually doing. Right. And it's not at all to pick on you to bring up those examples. But I like, I would say we all have struggled with integrity on some, some level in some area in our life. Um, I think we'd all like to say that we have, strength of our character and like strengthen our integrity and maybe in some areas we do but um if we're all honest like there's moments where we're you know not completely um just not completely like i'm, I'm trying to think of the right word I'm, i I need like an adjective for the word integrity i think it's, it's like honest yeah or... but <laughs> i think it's integrous i don't know but um yeah i think there's there's just moments for all of us because it's it is like a hard thing um it's a hard thing to confront in every area. Right. Like I think there's areas where we're naturally, it's not as hard to be, to have integrity, but then there's some areas where if we're honest, it's a little bit harder. So um, I think the goal though, is to be like slowly over time with God's help, revealing more and more of what those areas are that are not fully demonstrating integrity and, right. and working through them and, trying to you know get them to line up with what we say we believe and what we say we represent um and to look more like jesus over time um and so yeah i think like the the topic of integrity is really important as we're as we've said um but one of the reasons why we wanted to talk about it is because um as you know if you've been listening to our podcast uh the last episode we did was about community um, it was very special to us uh, to talk about that. And we talked a lot about intentionality with your relationships, intentional time with people, intentional conversations. And really at the heart of like intentionality, at the heart at the heart of authentic relationships has to be honesty and integrity they go hand in hand. Um, so if that's out of whack or if that's not something that you're even thinking about or we're even thinking about, then honest relationships and honest community is going to be really hard to build um, because we have all of this going on that we're not being truthful about. And that is mismatched between what we say we do or what we say we believe um, that doesn't match what we're actually doing or how we're actually speaking or how we're acting or reacting to things. Yeah. Um, Um, I have a question. What what do you think? Like, so we're, we're kind of highlighting the importance of integrity um, and we'll, We'll get into specific some specifics, but I, I think like in general, like what are the dangers of lacking integrity and not really mm-hmm. acknowledging and the if there is if that's that's a hole in, in somebody who's trying to walk this life and trying to build their relationship with Jesus and be in community and do yeah. all these things. So I think it depends on the scale of the lack of integrity in your life, right? So like if you or somebody who at work you're always um you know not, you're not following through on your word or you're lying about things that you've done or saying that you finished something and you didn't or um just even maybe worse than that like stealing from the company or something like that and you're not reflecting those values like you're going to lose your job <laughs> you're going to get fired <laughs> like that's the consequence of something like that um and you're going to have a hard time finding like a good job if you don't have that value of like having integrity in your character. Um, but 
on a maybe lesser scale, seemingly less lesser scale, if you in your relationships are somebody who your your lack of integrity manifests itself in like um, you know, gossip or something like where you show up one way in your relationship with a person and then you turn around, and you badmouth them, you're mm. gossiping about them. Um, and you, you were two faced in that friendship. Um, ultimately like you are going to be the one to suffer because you won't have meaningful, long lasting, honest relationships. You, you won't be, um, allowing that you'll just keep it at a surface level place and you won't, be able to build trust with that person. And then further on from that, you're going to end up assuming that other people are being that way towards you. You're going to, it will warp your view of like reality um, of these, of the people in your life. You're going to assume like, well, I always, you know, maybe you don't say this explicitly, but like I always, you know, gossip about somebody when they're bothering me. So this person's probably going to turn around and gossip about me. Like you don't, you won't have true trust in any of your relationships if this is how you approach your relationship. If right. this, if there's a hole in your integrity where in, in your relationships, um, you know, you're going to end up lacking there. So I think it depends on like where it shows up in your life and like the severity of it, but it also, it, gr- it can grow, right? Like we know that like sin, it's, it's not satisfied with like one little piece like of our lives or one little piece of our of like destruction, you know, like it will, it will just grow, especially if it's in the dark and it's not exposed and it's not being worked on. Like it will just continue to get bigger and more pervasive and more, it will, it will aim to control more and more of our lives. Um, so I think that's why it's really important to be talking about it and thinking about, you know, are there any areas in my life where I'm not, where I don't have integrity and where, you know, if I'm honest with myself, I'm not being honest with myself or with others. And, um, how can I start working on that now so that it doesn't turn into worse and worse, like more and more of an issue? Um, our pastor always says like that sin will take you further than you ever wanted to go. Right. Um, you know, and that's so true. There just there's a path that seems right to a man and it ends up leading to death. Like that's straight from Proverbs, right? Like it might seem like a small amount of like, you know, two facedness, like, oh, it's just I'm you know, maybe laughing about something behind somebody else's back, but it's just with someone I'm comfortable with. And it's like, it doesn't, it's not a big deal, but you know, fast forward five years down the road and it's like, now it's, uh, influencing all of your relationships and you're struggling to trust people. And, um, yeah, it can be, I think it can be more consequential than just, than it feels, you know? Yeah, no, that's a great answer. I really like that. And I think it's so true. And, uh, just you, you, you talking about just how, how far your sin can, how far sin can take you. Mm. I'm thinking about, um, and I always refer to them, but this is like in the Bible, we see Noah after, um, you know, he was done with the ark and the whole storm happened. What was the next thing he did? He ended up getting drunk and revealing himself, uh, like he got naked. And, um, you think about Moses and, out of anger and frustration, he cracks a rock instead of listening to what God does. And um, we think about Samson. And in in times where he had to make the right choice, he chose not to so many times. Whether that was falling out of the covenant of God, adultering, committing murder. And then we think of David. He's like the most popular one where as king gave into his sin and temptation to adulter with Bathsheba and then kill his best friend Uriah. And so uh, while unfortunate, we do see moments where there are men who don't have that integrity. But we do see, though, that Jesus is the ultimate example of integrity. And actually, um, in Hebrews 4.15, it says, For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weakness, but one who in every respect has been tempted as we are, yet without sin. Mm. And so it just reminds me, and I think this is what this is referring to, is Jesus in the wilderness and how Satan tempted him with everything that he could. Uh, even using scripture to uh, try to twist, you know, what what he's telling Jesus should do. And, and Jesus, despite all that, walked in integrity and, and, and didn't sin and didn't fall into temptation. And so... Mm. Um, I think just a spoil alert for the episode, like this is an example that we have to see that Jesus was man and he himself was tempted as we are every day. 
and he chose not to not to fall into that, not to let sin take him. And he's just the perfect example of um, of how we we should try to live our lives as 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 best as we can. So speaking of David, uh, we wanted to read out of Psalm 101, but I'm going to pass it off to Renee to read it to us, and then we can just kind of get into uh, the verses and, and just how they apply to specific aspects of our lives. Yeah, so I'm going to read Psalm 101, verses 2 uh, through 6. I will be careful to live a blameless life. When will you come to help me? I will lead a life of integrity in my own home. I will refuse to look at anything vile and vulgar. I hate all who deal crookedly, and I will have nothing to do with them. I will reject perverse ideas and stay away from every evil. I will not tolerate people who slander their neighbors, and I will not endure conceit and pride. I will search for faithful people to be my companions. We were looking through this little passage. It's like short and sweet. Mm -hmm. Um, I think the title of it in my Bible is like David's vow of integrity or something like that. So it stood out to me. Um, but it, it really walks through integrity, you know, kind of succinctly, but it walks through what integrity looks like in the home, what it could look like, you know, in your partnerships or your workplaces and what it can look like in your friendships. And, you know, we, we kind of want to tie that into what it can look like in our church communities. So, um, yeah, the, that first verse that I read, verse two, um, and going into verse three, it says, I will be careful to live a blameless life. Um, when will you come to help me? I will lead a life of integrity in my own home. I will refuse to look at anything vile and vulgar. Um, I mean, to me, that's like, as, as somebody who has my own home now that I'm newly married and we have our own little apartment that we're trying to make feel like home and we're trying Mm -hmm. to establish, you know, our own maybe family traditions and things like that. I'm trying to establish the feel that we want in our home and the, the, spirit that we want here no shoes (laughs) i'm quickly becoming a no shoes in the house person um yeah that's just that's a whole other tangent but gross shoes are gross anyways um but i think like this is a really beautiful commitment and like a beautiful prayer um that like we can ask god to help us like lead a life of integrity in my home because everything stems from that like ultimately like integrity is not who we say we are it's not what people see it's who we actually are when nobody's looking right Mm -hmm. i think that's a c.s lewis quote too like integrity is is what you do when no one's there to look look at you or no one's there to watch um so that means like in your home in the privacy of your home when there's no expectations necessarily and there's no um no people around to like you know judge you or criticize you or uh you know, like I said, like expect something of you. What do you do then when there's nobody there to react and you're just doing it because it's the right thing or, or not doing the right thing? Um, so I, I don't know. I think that's, what do you think about that? Like, what does that speak to you? Yeah. I, I, for me, I think about, um, in our homes, like if you listen to episode one, you'd hear a little bit about our testimonies and, and growing up, I had a father who, you know, in the church was a certain way, you know, he would uh, look the part of the Christian, you know, but behind closed doors was struggling with alcohol addictions and anger and just was not exhibiting integrity. And for the longest time, that was the example that I had, Right. you know, and so not something I think about a lot, but um, I do believe that, and I think since dating and being married, you know, the importance of, of integrity in these areas, because it's so easy for sin to develop in the home and yeah. for it to develop in places where you know nobody's watching. Um, and so I, I, I agree with what you're saying, and I think it's important to be, uh, and I, I'm going to uh, what one of my old pastors had said to me about being mission minded and having an understanding that uh, as believers of Christ, uh, we're not clocking in on Sunday and saying, right. all right, like I'm hanging out with my church peeps. Like yeah. I'm going to show them. I'll that do I'm everything. The... I'll do everything right, right. for this hour. Or and then we go back home and, you know, maybe we're swearing or maybe we're, I don't know, we're just not as honest as we mm-hmm. show people that we are. 
Um, and so I think in the home, it's, it's super important, uh, especially we are in a very unique time where we work from home. We are in a very unique time where sometimes things are virtual, you know, and so um, how are we behaving in our homes, you know, and, and, it, and it shows a lot, too. So yeah. um, I think it definitely needs to start in the home. And if it's not, it's OK. But really building that foundation yeah. of, of what are the values that are keeping my home together? You know, yeah. when people come over, how are they going to feel? How uh, what are they going to see? Yeah. How are we treating our homes? Is it uh, going to match up with what I what I project outside of my home? Right. What I what I portray outside of my home? Right. Um, I keep going back to friends, but I'm thinking about that episode. This man used to hate friends, yeah. and then I showed him like one episode where I Ross was really Ross funny. Ross is my spirit animal. <laughs> if, it's actually for those a Ross. of you who know, it was the one where he finds his sa- or he Ross plays his sound on the on the keyboard. <laughs> And uh, Jonathan just died uh, laughing. It was so good. It's my my favorite my favorite episode. Um, uh, my other favorite episode is when he uh, is pranking Joey and Rachel uh, on pretending that he's watching TV, <laughs> and and Rachel's like, "No, honey, he's I think he's actually watching TV." And then it just cuts to Ross giving this like goofy look of like, "I got them." And actually not watching TV, you know, it's, so, it's just so silly. But yeah. um, It's funnier when you watch it, yeah, less funny yeah. when you hear it described on a it, podcast. Everybody. But I'm thinking about the episode where he dates the co-worker, uh, that like, scientist lady at work, and then yeah. he goes over her house and it's just a pigsty and it's oh, messy yeah. and it's gross. Yep. And it's just like, what does that say about us? You know, like we, <laughs> I don't know, I know it's like a cheesy example, but it's like you, you are captivated by the person you think they are and then you get led into a level of who they really are and you kind of see like well this is is weird so um all in like i just had another thought yeah go ahead i feel like this is like especially private i'm I'm sure everybody listening to this is already thinking this and i'm just like oh what a brilliant idea i just had um i feel like this is especially prevalent in our culture with social media like it's so much easier to like portray that our lives look a certain way or look really put together. Um, And then in reality, like as soon as you shut off your phone and like stop taking the picture, it's like, you know, it looks nothing like what you're trying to make it look like. (laughs) I'm not saying that right, but you get what I'm saying. Like it's, it's just easy to, um, to post the highlight reels and, and pretend that the behind the scenes don't exist. Um, Yeah. And, and not even be, realizing that they're not they don't match up right. you know yeah it reminds me of that clip you sent me of that pastor who was saying well she used an illustration of a fake plant and a real plant yeah and she had brought somebody up and said like which one looks real and i think she said both of them yeah there was so there was a a plant that was like is like a, a little tree and it was like it, there was no leaves on it like it was just like sticks but it was alive like it was growing it was just like you know the leaves had dropped or whatever um and then the other tree was this artificial like tree um that and she was saying she was making a a point that like this tree looks alive but it's dead like you you don't really you can't really tell until you get super close to it and as soon as you touch it you realize like this is not growing this has never been alive it's it's dead like if it's not alive it's dead um and so it's just so easy for us to not portray the real thing um and to put out this like best version of ourselves um for for the sake of other people when in reality like you know our our character isn't really there or our integrity isn't really there our our um our life isn't really what we're what we're making it out to be Switching gears, we wanted to focus in on uh, what integrity looks like in, in the workplace because, for most of us, having full time jobs, uh, you know, it's a it's a big part of our lives, and uh, we think integrity in the workplace is super important, especially mm-hmm. as Christians. And so, going back to Psalm one hundred and one, starting at verse three, where it says, "I hate all who deal crookedly; I will have nothing to do with them. I will reject perverse ideas and stay away from every evil." And just taking a pause there, I think, well, for those of us that uh, work in more of a faith-based environment, 
whether that's at a church or at a Christian school or in a faith-based company, um, you're in an environment where you can share your faith freely because you're working with uh, individuals uh, or coworkers that have the same faith or share the same faith mm-hmm. and ideas. Um, but for some of us, we work in more secular environments and the culture might be a little bit more progressive. Um, and not just in the workplace, but in New England, it's not as popular to be a Christian. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, and, and not saying that like it's a popularity contest, but it's it's really, you know, right now it's, it's if you say you're a Christian, there's a lot of negative connotations that yeah. come with that. Yeah, definitely. Stigmas and things. Yeah. And so um, for myself, I've been at my company for about two and a half years and um you know, I, uh, my manager knows about my faith, but, uh, I haven't really shared my faith to my coworkers and not that it's because I'm scared or anything, but, um, it's just, there, there hasn't felt like there was a time, um, to share it. Uh, and so not too long ago, we had a DEIB meeting, um, and it was an opportunity for us to get to know each other better. And, um, I was really getting anxious about getting to this point, uh, because, or get having this, this meeting because, um, I was wrestling with the idea, should I share my faith with my coworkers mm. and the other leadership members? And so, um, you know, we had dinner with our friends, uh, Steve and Jen, and, um, you know, even talking about this with them. And, you know, we finally get there and uh, to, to the day where like the meeting happens and um, the person that's facilitating it just starts sharing their story and just saying how um, they're gay and they grew up in Ireland and Ireland was run by the church at the time. And uh, there was a lot of fear and hurt and worry about the church. And then the next person goes and they're also gay and they're sharing their, their experiences with religion and, uh, and the hurt that comes with that. And then uh, the next person goes and it's literally the same thing. And so in that moment, I'm like, okay, God, like, I'm hearing uh, a lot of church hurt here and um, I don't know what to do. And um, ultimately, you know, I, I hope I really not trying to dramatize this, this experience, but um, I shared my faith with them and um, I told them that was the most important thing about me. And for some of them, they've worked with me for two and a half years for others. They've worked with me for a year and for some, they worked with me less. And so um, I think the point I'm trying to make here is that, in that two and a half years, not sharing my faith, I did everything I could to show them who Jesus was through my actions, through showing up on time, through how I treated them, mm-hmm. um, through knowing um, their lifestyles and, and not looking at them with distaste or anger or frustration or, or hate um, and and really just trying to find opportunities to just love them as people. Um, and I think something that happened that was so cool was that my director um, took a time after we all spoke to just say, to recognize that religious people can be scary, to recognize that um, religion can be hurtful. You know, they've shared hurt, but um, she looked at me and said, it's it's almost freeing um, to see that I don't have to be scared of religious people, that there are people that can look at me and treat me as a person. And um, I think it hit me at that point, um, the fact that, you know, it's, it's really simple. Integrity is simple. Um, it's our actions. It's doing what's right. It's, it's, it's not saying that you are something and doing the opposite, but just doing the simple things. And so, um, I'm sure like a lot of this isn't like, am I doing the right thing behind closed doors, but simply loving people and caring for people and just trying to be the best employee possible, putting others first was my way of hopefully showing them, who Jesus was or who Jesus is. Yeah. I feel like that's um, such a good example of how like integrity can show up in the workplace. I think for me, um, like I think that there's ways to be, to have integrity in your workplace in little ways and in big ways. I mean, the big ones, you know, being like more dramatic things, I guess, like not like, you know, stealing from your company or like, um, I don't know, breaking those big rules, but there's also little ways, like you said, like trying your best to show up on time every day and being a hard worker and doing like following through on your word, doing what you said you're going to do, um, being reliable, uh, and 
being willing to help and be a team player. Um, like these seem like little things, but ultimately like you are as a believer, like whether you're in a faith based, you know, um, environment or not, you are representing Christ. You're representing Jesus to people, whether or not they even know that you're a believer, like you are still expressing a representation of Jesus and you are responsible for that as a Christian. Um, and I, I feel really passionate about like, if somebody hires a Christian as their employee, that Christian should be the best employee that they have. They should be like the hardest working, the most honest, the most reliable, like someone who doesn't cut corners. Like, because if you are somebody who is, you know, flaky and, um, is like not reliable and does cut corners or lies or, um, you know, anything like that or just disrespects people and doesn't respect authority and doesn't follow the rules. Like if that's the type of worker that you are, not only is that, um, you know, disrespectful to your, your boss and your company, but also that's the representation that they're seeing of Jesus now. So they, they're associating all these negative qualities that you're expressing with Christians and with Jesus. And unfortunately there's a lot of negative connotations, like you said already, um, surrounding Christians in the world today that we are already working so hard to combat, right? Like, I feel like a lot of believers today are trying to like get some ground back of like, for lack of a better phrase, like, you know, Jesus's good name. Like we're trying to like, be like, no, like that, that's not him. And that's not who we are. And, um, like these angry, like, you know, hit you over the head with like, you know, what you should be doing and do's and and don'ts. And not that there's not like rules. (laughs) I don't know. Like it's, it's not just like it, it, there's a balance, but it's, it's important to be mindful in your workplace of the way that you are showing up and the way that you're representing Jesus and whether or not you have integrity in your workplace really matters. Um, and yeah, I just, I think that's a, it's, it can be overlooked, I think, because, um, you know, it feels like, honestly, like a lot of people do cut corners. A lot of people do, you know, kind of lie behind the scenes and like are kind of like, um, like the verse says, like dealing crookedly, like, I don't know, like doing like dishonest business or dishonest, like work. And we are responsible whether or not we think we're going to get caught. Like we are responsible to be honest in our work. Um, out of just the motivation to do the right thing, but also out of like portraying like, and truly representing Jesus. Well, yeah, no great points right there. Um, so yeah, moving on, um, looking at integrity, uh, from the lens of our church and friendships and community. Um, I think there are a lot of ways that, Mm -hmm. um, very similar to like even in the workplace you know you talk about cutting corners and maybe dealing crookedly or just kind of like not always being 100 percent honest when it calls for it um i think it is easier to especially in friendships and in communities that aren't in the church like it is easier to kind of fall into that place of of you know "Eh, no one's really like watching me i don't have to behave the the, the best so let me just i can let my guards down um i am you know that is something that, you know, I, I face a lot, you know, especially with friends. It's 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 not easy, you know, it, it and you know, I'm not perfect at it by any means and so it's something I'm still learning. Um, but if we go to verses five and six in Psalm one oh one, um, babe, do you wanna just go ahead go ahead and read that again? Yeah. Um I will not tolerate people who slander their neighbors. I will not endure conceit and pride. I will search for faithful people to be my companions. Um, I think like this is a huge, a huge thing. I mean, like you're saying, there's so many ways that integrity or a lack of integrity affects our relationships. We've touched on it quite a bit already, but um, one thing is like gossip. You know, I've, oh, I have touched on this already this episode, but I think this might be the one of the biggest places that we can have, we can show a lack of integrity is, um, with our words behind people's backs. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, this is not something that I have not struggled with. This is definitely like, Mm -hmm. you know, been a a long time journey for me and learning to like tame my tongue and like watch what I say and not something I do perfectly at all. 
But I do want to like take a second to speak to the believers, like the ones who are, you know, serving in their church and, and, you know, trying to grow and, and are seeking Jesus. Like, I just think that there is an overlooked area of where there can be a lack of integrity. And that's when we're in a circle with other like-minded believers who, you know, we feel comfortable with and we, we tend to let down our guards too much where we, we know it's like, it's the problem is like, we know that, oh, you know, my heart, you know, where I'm coming from, you know, that I'm not trying to be, um, you know, gossipy or I'm not trying to be judgmental or I'm not trying to be mean. Like we, we, we think, oh, well, there isn't somebody here who I need to, um, you know, watch myself around because there's no unbeliever here maybe who is going to um, get a bad representation of Jesus, kind of like what we were saying about the workplace. Right. You know, there's this is all a circle of people who who know Jesus and are seeking Jesus and trying to grow and know each other's hearts. And we we almost like, it's almost like we switch it off. And I feel mm-hmm. like that's like such a problem, honestly. <laughs> like, yeah. And it's not, again, I will say this a billion times, like this is not something that, I do perfectly. Like this is something that I see because I have done it. Um, but it's been something that has been really hitting me like the last couple of years where it's like, why is it that like when the group of Christians, I'm not saying this happens all the time. I'm just saying that it happens. But like, why is it that when a group of Christians gets together and there's nobody else around, it's almost worse. Yeah. Like, right. Like all of a sudden, like people who don't, you know, swear in front of certain people who it's maybe they're not as comfortable with now they're around their like comfortable group of believers and they're swearing yeah or maybe we're we are gossiping or we are like judging or making fun of things like this is something that like it hurts jesus's heart because it's still it's it's still a dis dishonest representation of him um and just because we're at like a level where we can be comfortable and it's like you know like there's a place to be unfiltered and honest. And then there's a line where it's like, okay, now I'm just taking advantage of the fact that there's nobody here that, you know, is going to maybe take this the wrong way. Like, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if there's somebody there who's going to misunderstand you or not. It's still not right. It's still not right to be like gossipy, judgmental, all like fill in the blank. Yeah. Right. And like, please hear my heart. But like, this is not something I'm trying to say, like, you know, wagging my finger at everyone, like you're all doing this wrong. Yeah, like I'm doing this perfectly. You're all doing this. wrong. Yes. Yeah. No, not at all. Like if I know that this exists, it's because I've been in those conversations, yes, right? Like absolutely. that's the only reason why. So, Me too. Yeah. um, it's, it's one of the things that has like, you know, led us to, to want to talk about this is because it's like, dang, like we've been convicted by this, you right. know, like there's yeah. moments where I'm like, um, and we, we probably shouldn't have done that. Ultimately as, as Christians, like we should know better. Um, mm. and, and I think that's what it is. It's just, just, you, you get comfortable um and, and james the book of james talks about like the power of the tongue and so like yeah. i i encourage everybody to go to james three um it talks about just how wicked the tongue can be but i also think it just goes back to just where we have a natural sinful nature that we all, all always have to be combative about um and just going back to what hebrew says is like jesus was tempted every which way possible and he still chose the path of integrity, the path of righteousness, the yeah. path of, of just honoring God and knowing that, I mean, yes, he had a, fo- a promise to fulfill, but like Jesus's heart was to always do the right thing. And so um, if we if we think like, uh, man, this is so hard to do, like it's hard, but it's not impossible. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I, I'm going back to just kind of uh, I had said this earlier, but just being mission minded, you know, like we just, especially as believers, we, we can't clock out yeah. after Sunday yeah, and then Monday through Saturday, just forget about the things that we bring to church. Mm-hmm. Like we have to, and, and I feel like this in its own can be its own episode, but I just got to say like, we, we just, we have to be disciple minded. Like we have to be wanting to grow and wanting to sharpen each other and strengthen each other and, and just make sure that we are not allowing ourselves to get comfortable in our faith because 
we're just going to start yeah. letting things slide. And like you were saying about work, like cutting corners and yeah. shoving things under the rug. Like, uh, you know, there's just, there's, it's just too easy, yeah. especially when you're convinced that you're doing things the right way. Uh, and, and so, you know, you can let a couple of things slide. And so, um, yeah, it's, it's just super important for our communities just to be, um, just those that light to each other, you know, just wanting to sharpen each other and, and just hold each other accountable. So um, really great points that you had brought up about that for sure. Yeah. Um, I want to read a quote from uh, an article from Cornerstone PCA. It says um, that the desire, that what leads to a lack of integrity is the desire to appear holier than we actually are. Mm. Um, and the quote goes on to say, it's a little bit long, so bear with me, but it's really good. I couldn't I couldn't shorten it. It's far easier to settle for projecting an image of worthy living rather than humbly walking in actual faith and repentance. The worthy example the church needs to see is not sinless perfection, but rather people who feel the weight of their sin and the glory of God's grace and are driven continually to go to the Lord for forgiveness and healing. This This is where true community happens, right? Like not where we're all like, um, settling for just trying to project this put together Christian life, but where we're honest and um, humble about the fact that we are not perfect mm-hmm. and that we need God and that we're willing to be changed by him. We're willing to repent and turn from the things that he's revealing to us as wrong. And we're willing to give that over to him and continue to walk in that and grow in that together as a group of believers who like, all want to do this together like i don't know that might seem like idealistic but it's what we should be striving for as communities right, right? like it's um it's something that we're probably going to talk about a lot on this podcast yeah. to be honest like i think it's come up in like every episode pretty much like <laughs> we're like authenticity and vulnerability not because we do it perfectly but because we see how important it is yeah. and how detrimental it can be when it's not a part of your relationships yeah. um and how healthy and and beautiful it is when it when it is a part of your relationships right. and it's worked into the DNA of your community. And I think that goes back to um, just kind of what we were talking about, about that example of, of the clip that you had sent me where the plant that was alive versus the plant that was fake. And uh, just you, you get close enough and you start to see the the deviation and, and the sort of discrepancies of, of, Oh, actually this doesn't look as alive as it mm-hmm. is. And in the sense of like those of us that are struggling with integrity we are going to find ourselves like uh, it's going to reveal itself one way or another. So either you get to places where it shows itself or there's going to be this fear of not wanting others to see that or opportunities or kind of like the rats in the cellar where like I need to like hide this as best as I can. So I'm not going to put myself in a situation where that will show up. Like we are going to slowly point ourselves to an area of isolation. And so it's important to um, as hard as it, as it is, to just continue to acknowledge and walk in this path of integrity, regardless of where we are, because we, again, pointing back to Jesus, who is the ultimate example of what it looks like to walk in integrity. I think that's so good. Like a continued pattern of a lack of integrity leads to isolation. Mm -hmm. Like that's so good because we think it's harmless, but it's not, you know, and I'm sorry, I have another quote. No, that's it. It's another long one, but just, it's so good. Um, okay, here we go. It's this humble confession of sin and walking with the Lord that will build authentic Christ-centered community in our church. If we are truly in Christ, we are already knit together in the Lord. But don't you find that we experience that unity with others at our common points of brokenness? This is because it's in our brokenness that we most deeply experience the love and grace of our Savior. It's in our brokenness, the very thing that we are tempted to hide that we experience unity with others. Mm, There really can't be unity. There really can't be that connection without honesty, without like admitting this is broken in me because there's also brokenness in you. And when we both acknowledge it, we can share in like something in common. Like, you know, it's, it's common ground for us that we both are broken and we both need him And it brings us closer and it brings us both closer to him. And it's like, instead of hiding it away and trying to portray it differently, we, that leads to us isolating ourselves because we don't want to be exposed. Right. 
but in voluntarily (laughs) exposing ourselves in safe and trusted relationships in healthy ways that leads to like more connection and it's actually the thing that brings us closer to each other exactly yeah because there's just that's authenticity at its best right um which is great uh so yeah i i love that quote because um it's just it's very simple it's not hard it's very simple and um that kind of like brings us to uh our final point which is the practical steps that we can take and we can all take this including myself including renee uh, because we are as believers of Christ, and even if you're not a believer and you're you're just trying to understand what it means to be a believer, there are steps that you can take as well. And so, um, the first one we were saying this, we've been saying this all episode, but acknowledgement, like yeah. we have to acknowledge. Any, yeah, exactly, yeah. Um, because no one else is gonna know unless right. you yourself come to terms with the question of where am I lacking in integrity. Um, what areas am I cutting corners? How am I being, you know, nefarious, you know, like (laughs) I love that whatever, but, um, you know, what, what are areas that I need to grow in and where areas I'm not being honest in. And so acknowledging it is going to be the first and most important step. And then I think confessing goes hand in hand, Mm -hmm. find whether it's community or it's a person you trust, ideally, um, you know, for those that are believers, uh, I think it's important to have a mentor. Um, but if you don't have a mentor, fine. Maybe it's your pastor you need to talk to. Maybe it's your life group or small group you need to just ask for prayer in. Um, obviously, like, you should be a group you feel safe in. But um, that will be, Paul, Paul in the Bible talks about, you know, confession is, um, you know, the step to, to healing and, and, and restoration. And so, um, that is going to be huge because that openness to confess is going to open the doors to um, overcoming, you know, these areas that you need to, you need to work on. Yeah, so true. And I think it goes hand in hand with confessing it to the Lord. Yes. Right. Yes. And like just agreeing with him, like this part of me is not right. This part of me is out of balance. Yeah. Um, and in doing that, asking him like, just as honest as can be like just asking him for forgiveness of like the choices that you've made to hide this brokenness or to portray it differently to or or asking him to to forgive you for continuing to live this life of dishonesty or whatever it is that it, however it shows up in your life um and then going forward asking him to help you and strengthen you to make the right choice the next time right and like to live in his power. There's a, a really good verse, um, Philippians 2.13, that says, For God is working in you, giving you the desire and the power to do what pleases him. So if we want to walk this out, this life of integrity, we can only do that by him even giving us the desire to do that. And then it's also on him, as he says, that it's it's his job to even give us the strength to do it. It's like, we don't, we don't even have like the want to like walk the right way. Often, you know, we, we want what we want. We want to do the easy thing, but we can ask him like, God, will you help me want to do the right thing? (laughs) Will you help me desire it? And then help me to do it. You know, and he, he, it says God is working in you. He is giving you the desire and the power to do what pleases him. hundred percent. Yeah. Um, and then the last, um, step is a community and accountability. So on the community, it's just, this life is not meant to be lived alone. We're not meant to go through these trials alone. Like there's, there is, there's a reason why we turn to God, you know, when uh, just kind of going back to confessing and receiving forgiveness and living God's power. Um, like it's, we're not meant to live this life alone, uh, not to repeat myself, but, uh, it's just important to emphasize it, but also having a strong Christian community. If you're not in a friend group where you guys can't, um, hold each other accountable, call each other out, sharpen each other, disciple each other, check in with each other in that level, um, you know, something's wrong. And so keep building those relationships, keep building that community, because when you find yourself in the places where maybe turning to God isn't as easy as, as it was a couple months ago, that community is going to do everything they can. Two things, they're going to pray for you and they're going to push you towards the Lord. But they will also counsel you. So, okay, I guess three things. They'll also yeah. counsel you, you know. Any more um, things? You know, and so, and then the accountability aspect is, 
uh, just kind of going back real quick is, is just having people in our lives that want what's best for us to build us up, to help us overcome areas that are keeping us immature, keeping us undisciplined, keeping us undiscipled. And so um, having that strong community, that strong friend group, um, and again, even mentors or our pastors can be great resources and, and people in our lives that um, that have been there or have overcome that or just have that wisdom that we lack that they've received from God to help us get through wherever it is that we are. Um, and in this case, it could be integrity. Um, but there's also other areas where sin is growing that, that we, we definitely need that accountability and community for sure. Mm, so good. I think that's about all we have for this episode i mean it's been um on our hearts for a bit so i'm glad yeah. we got to talk it through Me and too. share it with you guys and um i hope that it was helpful even to one person um and i hope that you guys enjoyed our conversation and our hang today for sure <laughs> all right so i'll go ahead and um pray us out and then we'll, we'll wrap up yeah. father god we are so thankful for this time lord and i just pray for um for myself and my wife and, and anyone who may be listening to this, Lord. We just thank you for what you show us. And we thank you for your wisdom and, and for your son who died for our sins and, and, and was the ultimate example of integrity despite the temptations sent his way, Lord. Lord, can we turn to Jesus as an example in times where we find ourselves wrestling with integrity or wrestling with sin or wrestling with temptation, Lord? Um, and I just I just pray for continued growth and discipline, mentorship, discipleship, and just community and accountability for those of us that are striving to push for that and, and grow in that and, and just are longing for that, Lord. Um, we're so grateful for you. We're grateful for who you are. We're grateful for just how you love and care for us, Lord. And it's in your name that we pray. Amen. Amen. All righty. Well, yeah, that wraps us up. Um, we are so thankful for you all, and we can't wait to talk to you on the next one. See ya.